I was kind of in the moment of art. It yeah, was but we are here in German. Art. We are here in German, and you have to be pünktlich, <laughs> punctual, on, on the time. <laughs> Germans are so strict. Oh, no, we can take it out. So. You're editing, right? That's Thomas and Martin of the German podcast Duttenhoodie. I know these guys from our local bar, the George R., where Duttenhoodie records most of its episodes, but where I just go to drink. Martin and Thomas got curious about culture a few months ago and invited me as a guest on Duttenhoodie to explain art to them. But we didn't make a lot of progress. Welcome to Artipus, art you can hear. Artipus talks to Thomas Hader and Martin Tiebel of Duttenhoodie about art, technology, and the weather with a visit to Berlinische Gallery in Berlin. It was really cold outside, isn't it? It was a <laughs> damn cold day. But the gallery was inside. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was inside, but, but the way to it, Susie, <laughs> I have to say, it, you have to, uh, you let me wait for 15 minutes, you say in 15 I'm here, in 25 I called you, Susie, can, can you, can, I don't feel my feet anymore. For me, seeing art is a part of my daily routine. Not because I produce artipus, actually, I produce artipus because I see so much art. For example, if I'm on my way to meet a friend and happen to pass a gallery, I don't think twice about popping in for a few minutes. Or, you know, if I'm picking up my dry cleaning and some good graffiti catches my eye, I'll stop to get a closer look. Which would explain why I'm always late. It's for culture. It's like getting little hits of art throughout the day to break up the mundane. Some people do drugs. I do art. It's been such a part of my daily life for so long. It's easy to forget that it's not routine for a lot of people. Well, it was the first time that I've been to a gallery in 2018. 17, 16. <laughs> so when the Hoodie boys asked me to take them to see some art, I figured the best place to start would be Berlinische Gallery, Berlin's modern art museum, to see lots of pictures, lots of fun. That's the title of a retrospective of the work of Eduardo Palozzi, who changed the art scene with his images from popular culture like comic books, combined with graphics and text from advertising in sardonic, provocative collage work. It may not seem that new today, but Palozzi was doing this 10 years ahead of Andy Warhol's tomato cans, which makes him one of the founders of pop art. Berlinische Gallery is set up a little bit like Ikea. Except, instead of being confronted with furniture and children you don't want just to get to the tea lights, you're guided through the main gallery showroom in order to get to the exhibit you actually came to see. So we started with the main gallery and Monica Bonvicini's installation called Breathe. A giant black rope suspended from the ceiling sweeps a bundle of black leather belts in circles around the gallery, metal belt buckles scraping across the poured cement floor. Thomas was instantly excited, and by excited I mean horny. But Thomas also told me, on the way to the gallery, that he is in love and was very much looking forward to seeing his girlfriend later that night, and also that 30 is the new 18, so the perfect mindset for comic books and lewd advertising in the Palozzi exhibit. Buy me a horse. Buy me a horse. Mercedes-Benz, please. Before we entered the museum, 
Martin and Thomas didn't know if they were allowed to talk or take pictures, or if the coat room was free. To be fair, not all coat rooms are free. And I thought, wow, total art virgins. This is going to be fun. It was a horse picture. It was a, it was a car. It's a horse car picture. The horse car picture. You know what I'm talking about. But instead, the boys took me by surprise. Martin fell in love with a pair of bronze busts that looked like prototypes of Maria, the robot from Fitzlong's Metropolis. Thomas compared Palozzi's richly colored geometric prints to floor plans of the Hundertwasser House, the famous, colorful, kiltered, topsy-turvy apartment house in Vienna. We were all three of us enthralled by an animated film about technology, and were excited to see the original Palozzi collage that launched the term pop art into everyday language. And after about an hour and a half of this, I thought this was going to be enough. But the guys kept going. They wandered into the installation Absurd Berlin Diary 64, a smaller gallery filled with abstract, almost violently painted large wooden panels by the artist Emilia Vadova while on a residency here in Berlin in 1964. The panels are positioned in full 3D, hung from the ceiling, jutting out from the walls, balanced on the floor, creating a life-sized, disjointed sculpture full of weird angles and sharp points, as if Jean-Michel Basquiat got together with the art director from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And this turned out to be an interesting transition from the slightly unsettling pop art of Palozzi to the photography of Cyril Lachauer and his installation, What Do You Want Here?, documenting his research and observations through the backcountry along the Mississippi River in the U.S., in vivid color and large print and full of stories. So, what did you think? Um, Thomas starts, I think. Oh, that's, that's what you every time do, <laughs> yes. when you don't know what to say. <laughs> Let the English-speaking maestro start first. <laughs> I, I pass the Holy Grail on to you, so you can start nice. by explaining um, your experience in the museum today, or the gallery. Is there a difference between gallery and museum? Yeah. Normally, of a course. gallery is, uh, is a privately owned space. Hmm that um, represents particular artists, and they show these artists, and then they sell the work, whereas museum, the work is not for sale. But we have bought the art today? No. No. But you can buy pictures of the art. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I loved it. I, 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 how do you like the first whiplash, or the, the whip? Whip, just a whip. Just a whip, what we saw, a dimensional, big, really, really, really tall whip. And was it a whip, or was it just a ponytail? Swinging around the room. No, it was a whip. It was the yeah. leather. Yeah. But this is what we have learned today, that art is your imagination of the piece that you're looking at. No, what you say to me. <laughs> but Susie said it. <laughs> you just don't listen, because you were too hungry. Uh, too horny. Too, yeah. Because, because this whip made me so horny that I really could, could see just sex in the, in the, in the, in the pop art, uh, which was, was come next. And, yeah. That was, that was our start in, 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 the, in the Berlinische Galerie. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a little bit funny. It was much yeah. funny. Uh, I, I, sometimes I laugh. Martin, what were your impressions? Very interesting question because I'm not an arty guy. Even though, guy. You, not even though you were all black today. As, yeah. Uh, yes, I was all black. And you have a lot of tattoos. But, yeah. And a beard. So you're like an arty guy. Yes, 
Only, uh, only because of the like reason him. I look like a hipster from Kreuzberg doesn't make me an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I really have to say that my, my world has been colored today. Um, I never got that feeling. When I went to, an, to a gallery with, with a former girlfriend or anything, it, not, it never relied to myself. I never had a feeling about what I'm seeing or anything. I didn't let it inside of me because I was just looking at it like an old picture. But today, since you were there and ex explaining us um, what, what it could be and opened this world, um, I had a lot of thoughts of what, it, what it's doing to me. Some people, uh, no, sorry, some pictures were depressing me, some pictures were warm to me, I felt some kind of warmness around me. Um, and that, 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 that's a completely new world, so I'm a virgin when it comes to art. What I've, what, what I'm wondering all the time, Uh, I didn't know, and when, when, when you see it, there's a lot of history in art. So every time when we look at pictures, it was pictures was made in 1960, 1970, and every time, every time you remember that it was done for a long, long time ago, mm -hmm. and was, it was still, still on point and still interesting and, and still um, reachable for, for me. I think art can be, what I felt today was that art can be your whole life. So art is on the street, every, everywhere is art, even in, in the... Even uh, in your face, Martin. Even, yeah, maybe your face... A lot of can space be... for art as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Sorry. you're my art, you're my soul. <laughs> hey, 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 this is okay. artifice, not Oh, uh, Sorry, yeah, right. <laughs> um, what did I want to say? Yeah, this is, I mean, funny fact, it was contemporary today. And after we went out of the gallery, I felt so arty. So I had something inside of me. So now I was looking at, at the walls and I was looking at this bench that said, sorry for the word, can I say pussy? It, yeah. was, it was graffiti art and the word just said pussy. And I looked at it in a, in a different way hmm. after this. So something changed today inside of me because I let things inside of me. Hmm. Normally, I think that there's many people around that think the same, it's like uh, artists, like pictures going to the museum or to the Louvre. Um, and just... L just Louvre. 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 <laughs> and there's so many people walking <laughs> like, like, like me um, through the world and not seeing such beautiful things mm. every now and then. Um, I would say 10% today I considered art that I, that I have seen today, which is big for me because mm -hmm. normally I run through museums and just look and think this is boring and on the left side this is boring too, right side boring too, oh a big oversized whip, boring, more really hard. But the whip was really nice I have to oh, say. Oh man. Uh, you have to take your time Martin, you have to, you have to give I art, don't have time. A chance I have to, to go outside to smoke a cigarette, you know my uh, schedule. Give art yeah. a chance. Yeah, give art a chance. You have to, you have, yeah, to, you, have to, you have to, you have to take your time for art, Martin. Please don't go like a stupid uh, easel, donkey. Donkey. Like uh, actually, ass. Okay. Yeah, but this is. Um, Make your eyes open. Have so, have so big eyes. Open it. Yeah. Open your eyes, I will. please. And you just have this border that you that you build around yourself to say, okay, mm -hmm. this is not touching me. Art is not touching me. When we have been through this um, Tagebuch-Ausstellung. This mm -hmm. abs absurd di uh, Berlin yeah, diary. Yeah, Berlin. Absurd 64 diary. Yeah. Wow. Good memory. Very good memory. Yeah. But I know that Donald's art. It was such big pieces, not made on um, canvas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It was made on wood and they were massive. They were like three to two meters um, big pieces. Mm -hmm. These things really attracted me, even though there was no, no portrait of a man or a woman or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just wild color. It was, looked like crazy. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to get this further, uh, further detail, but it, but it made something with me. But I think sometimes you don't have to get it further. I mean, to say, like, it makes me feel anything. It makes me feel very happy. It makes me feel depressed. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel horny. It, part of the purpose of art is to make a connection with the people looking at it and to create a feeling. Mm -hmm. That's the connection. Art is an emotional thing more than an intellectual or academic thing. So it's an expression, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, in many ways, it's our first language as humans. Art? You know? yeah, yeah, art. You know? I mean, if you, if, you, if you travel to a country where you don't speak the language, and no one speaks your language, right, you can communicate by drawing pictures. Right. That's correct. So if you can draw. Yeah, but even if you draw in a very simple way, you can still communicate. You know, so art is in many ways our first language. I make noises. Okay. <laughs> the whole time. So that's also a language. <laughs> Maybe not quite so universal. Thomas, anything to add? Yes, please. Uh, we was in the who was what what was his name? Paolozzi. Eduardo. Eduardo. Paolozzi. Paolozzi. And Eduardo was uh, uh, for him. Um, they made a movie to other guys. And that was in the end of our, our, our tour, mm -hmm. and it was quite crazy. It was his movie, though. He made yeah. the movie. Uh, he made that movie. And in the end? Yeah, yeah. he made the movie. Yeah. Where, the they, where they were booing at the end? Yeah, yeah. This was just for um, Eduardo by two other names. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and that was, was, was really crazy. And he, he, he get a big thing with machines and machine mans yeah. and mans with machine and everything it can be a machine. It was it was every time like he was frightened for machine and he don't see the good things in machines. Mm, yeah. So it mm -hmm. was every time it was every time a fear for machines and no no hey cool we have machines we can use it we we are the, the generator of machines so hey come on. It's, but That's it's interesting. But well, how really do you feel about machines and technology? Um, Do you like it, or are you afraid of it? Or? No, um, sometimes I'm see, I see when I when, when when I go to Instagram, uh, I see a function what is I don't know that this exists when fifteen uh, years old uh, uh, kids can use it with, with one with one click mm -hmm. or with one swipe whatever, and I see me that I can cannot cannot handle the machines sometimes. This, this, I'm not able to, to go with this technology, but... but yeah, good luck. That gets worse as mm -hmm. you get older, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 I know how to use a vibrato. <laughs> so, so that's no problem for me. But uh, machines are for us, they are not, not against us. They're for us, not against us. Work right. for machines. <laughs> <laughs> they rule the world what, what, any, what anyway. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, is it... Uh, are you frightened for machines? Yeah, I have, I have two different feelings about machines. Part of me is, is very frightened by 
technology. Um, no, maybe three different feelings. Part of me is frightened by technology and by algorithms and the way that things are going. Mm. Um, part of me is like, wow, I can't believe we are living in in this moment that we saw in science fiction movies in the 1980s, mm -hmm. it's all coming true. And it's, it blows my mind a lot. And then part of me thinks, you know, it's because of technology that um, I can make this podcast. It's because of technology that, um, I don't know, I can go see my family without taking five months in an ocean crossing, crossing to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I see a lot of different things, you know. I'm very curious about artificial intelligence. I'm very curious about space exploration and the new advancements in this and how this will affect us. Um, and I'm very curious in this smaller daily technology that we have, specifically algorithms and how that changes how we relate to each other and the world around us because I think that algorithms, they tell us what we want to hear. So, and they reinforce the ideas we already have, which can be great, but can also be very harmful, you know, because they can reinforce racism and sexism mm -hmm. um, and bigotry and separation. So I see, I see many different sides. Mostly technology to me feels like, uh, feels like jumping into very, very cold water. Mm. It's extremely shocking. It's kind of wonderful, but it also makes me frightened because I think I can die. I'm not giggling right now. Or jiggling. <laughs> no, 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 I jiggle. Oh, you jiggle, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's, it's, that's, technology to me is, is, is a, it's a big question for me, you know, because I think we also have a choice. Do we want to... I think at this moment we can choose, do I want to live in this technological world or do I not want to? You have to. No, you don't have to. You can still leave the technological world. Yeah, but not We're still in a moment where you can actually go off the grid. Mm -hmm. But that won't exist for so much longer. So you, I feel like you kind of have to make that choice now. You yeah, know? But you, you, you use this, but, but you already said you use it. And it's good that you use it, that yeah. you are able to use it and for, for, for your... Artipos podcast and for your other works you do, you mm -hmm. you need you need to know how it works. Yeah. So, but there's no urgency behind it. Your environment makes you feel like you're an outsider when you're not using modern te technology. That's a fact. And there are certain people out there, and even in our um, friend circle, that are not using smartphones. Mm -hmm. So, and the common question when they come up with that fact is. How can he not use an iPhone? I do everything on my iPhone, my calendar, my online banking, my online shopping, my, my onions, messages, my, my onions. onions, my mushrooms, my cucumbers. I do. <laughs> I chop everything on my iPhone. Really, my sex life. Um, technolo te technology is <laughs> making. Really is, <laughs> yeah, you can watch porn on iPhones. And yeah. As, and yeah. And next step, you can buy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then you can watch a documentary about World War Second. Oh yeah. So yeah, in the next yeah. moment. So. But like the other guy on the, the other day on the U-Bahn, I saw a guy looking at his watch. You know, he had a smart watch. Hmm. So he was reading his email on his watch. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's so crazy. I mean, it's really like. He had to read. Yeah, he, he was he, like. 
He's a young guy. It was yeah. clear for, him. Oh, okay. for me. It's too much, but it's it's. <laughs> it, I mean, this is amazing that we can do this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you, if you don't use the technology, then you're a bit outside of society, mm-hmm. it's true. And just to come back to, um, um, to the artist and, and the movie, because I, I liked the movie, even though it was really weird. It was just like stick robots, stick signed, you know, stick drawn robots, what's the name? Stick drawings. Yeah, mm-hmm. stick drawings. Yeah. And in the very last scene, you've seen a machine or a robot, a very um, primitive robot, which was standing on one leg, and he had a gun. His, his, his hand became a gun, oh, and he, so he turned the me. gun in his direction, but he was not shooting himself. He was first um, shooting like a politician, a guy who was reading newspapers. The drawer. Mm-hmm. The drawer. Who Maybe made it was the drawer. Yeah. And in, but the in artist. The, yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, his machine kills first the artist, and so so the machine kills its creator. Yeah, yeah, and then it kills itself. This is again, this, this yeah, is, exactly. Right. It to me it was it was really very profound but very sad. I have to. I've seen better series on Netflix, but this was really <laughs> good. I, <laughs> but but this was really good. But I couldn't watch away. I had my eyes straight on the movie the whole time, even though it was very. Boring for our days, where you have lots of explosions and emotions. You haven't had this in this movie. It was, I don't know, cheap music under the movie and the stick draw thing. Um, but I didn't like it. And it wasn't from him, yeah, you said? No, no, it was from two other guys for him. Was it? But oh, I think yeah. they, they use all. I, I was looking at the movie a little bit more than you because I was running to the movie. And there was also the scene. Uh, with, uh, with the iron head we saw um, oh, yeah. uh, before. They also put all of, mm-hmm. of his arts in this movie, I think. And the best thing of, from the movie was his end. Not because the movie was in the end. They, they, don't, they, they make a, a sound of it like somebody's booing on the movie. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just so, I don't know the English word. Um, selbst, when man so about sich selbst Sachen kann, when somebody can laugh about himself and booing and chanting yeah. for himself, that's funny. When, they can, when you can make fun of yourself. Yeah, like that. yeah. So that's, 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 that brings me the, his arts nearer, uh, near to me, because maybe he don't like, he don't, maybe he don't like everything what, what he done. Maybe he, mm. he was, okay, that, that thing was shit, uh, but mm. come on, I'm Artists, I can do whatever I want. Kind of. I think a lot of artists think that. That's not always a good way to think, though, I think. In the, the photographs that we saw, which was a different artist, is when both of you um, said the most profound things. It was really lovely what you said about the Pferdebild. Hmm. Um, <laughs> which one? Which one? <laughs> the horse photo. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and what you, the, uh, what you both said about the three photos you didn't like, The one about the window frame and the wall mm-hmm. and the fence. What you said something about, it's like karate school. You know, a free class at karate school. Yeah. That I thought that was a really great. Do you remember what you said? The other three pictures with the fence and that looked like Moabit, that, that are like a free class of karate school. Everybody did that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not special. But it's not special, yeah. Yes. It's, that was a great observation. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. So do you think you would see, you would 
now go out of your way to see art if you if you maybe if I tell you at the George R or something like hey there's this ex exhibition I'm going to go see and this is what it's about if you don't even go with me would you go see art on your own yes yes and always uh, yeah yeah I will do but not the art I, I don't go to a directly to the gallery or to museum I look in the art what is around me in my in my in my, in my daily life yeah, I I will I, I look for art. Yeah but, yeah, but you have to take the time, Martin. You have to take your time. This is what the artist initially wants to do with you. So he wants to look at his art. It didn't change my life today. Yeah, to be honest. But um, it touched me. And I like things that touched me. My father always uh, used to say um, that every day is a school day. Mm -hmm. So you, you learn everything new every day, even though you, you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. So, but today it was quite clear because this, there was a black area that I went into today, or a grey zone that I went into. I would have never gone by myself to that gallery to see mm -hmm. those pictures. But once again, you set an emotion free inside of me that, that told me, just look, surround your environment and, and look what poor poor artists yeah, that, that, that can't afford a gallery draw maybe on the walls with graffiti or they, I don't know, build in sand, I, whatever you can do. Yeah, art, art, art is everywhere. Scones, scones, and is located at Alte Jakobstrasse 124-128 in Berlin. The work of Eduardo Palozzi is on view until the 28th of May, and Cyril Lachauer's photography and film is on view until April 30th. But it is Elvis Presley, is it? He doesn't look happy. He was, he was on drugs all the time. Of course he's not happy. And he's in chocolate right now. Why is he in chocolate? I think there's a glass wall in front of him that reflects light. I think it's called a window. This one is called a window? No, I think the glass wall that's in front of him is yeah. actually just a window. Yeah, right. Hopefully. Can I smoke in here? Why I'm not naked? Dutton Hoodie is a German language podcast produced at George R. and hosted by Martin Tiebold and Thomas Haydar, with a new episode every two weeks. You can find Dutton Hoodie on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, or subscribe at their website at duttenhoodie.de. That's D-U-T-T-N-H-O-O-D-Y dot D-E. Music in this episode is the original track, Kunst, composed and performed by Thomas Haydar. Music used with permission of the artist. Artipus is an independently produced podcast supporting artists, museums and galleries, and local musicians. If you connected to this episode, please support the making of the next one. Just click on the Donate button at our website, www.artipus.com. That's A-R-T-I-P-O-E us.com Transcripts and photos of this episode and more are available at medium.com You're probably listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes or on Acast for Android. 
but you can also stream us through one of our media partners. World Radio Paris, the first all-English radio station in the City of Light. Reaching over one million English speakers in Grand Paris, WRP broadcasts syndicated shows and locally produced content 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Broadcasting on digital audio band, look for World Radio Paris or call letters WRP. Find the full schedule at worldradioparis.fr. Bear Radio. Bear Radio is Berlin's first English-language podcast network, bringing together the best producers, hosts, and personalities in Berlin. Bear Radio curates Berlin-based programming that immerses, informs, and entertains. For a complete show list, visit bearradio.org. Glarify.com, the world's first art map app. The interactive global mapping tool that lets you locate artist studios, openings, and exhibits in your town and around the world. Sign up at Glarify.com. The Dark Rooms, a curator and artist collective dedicated to reaching beyond the art market through pop-up immersive art experiences in Berlin and beyond. Learn more at thedarkrooms.de. Galerie A Plus in Berlin, an independent exhibition space providing emerging artists a concentrated platform for presentation and discussion for a divergent art audience. Learn about upcoming exhibits and events at aplusaplus.de. Stuzu, the studio exchange for artists, helping artists find new inspiration in new places and grow their art. It's like creative Airbnb. List your studio at stuzu.com. Artipus is very proud to support Hangar One, a nonprofit organization helping Berlin's war zone migrants integrate into their new communities through art. Please support their work at hangarone.org. I'm Susie Collick, and you've been listening to Artipus, art you can hear.